0: Oh, Tony, <laughs> what is this? Oh, Jesus. Mixed with alcohol. Oh, Tony, that's wonderful. Happy trails. Yeah, let's get you to bed.
1: Come on. <sighs> I didn't hurt nobody. Could it be? Are we seeing growth within Tony Soprano? Well... That's a question we're all asking right now, and you've come to the right place for the answer. Welcome to Cut to Black, a Soprano sit-down. I am Jim Scampoli.
0: I'm Jacob Burrows, and I'd say yes! I mean, he's not Mario Karting people down left and right, that has been his M.O. I'd have to say we're seeing some serious growth here towards the end of Season 1. Oh, I'm really starting to feel like I can say, yeah, I've watched The Sopranos. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, you are nine years old right now, and yes, for people that don't know, we are watching The Sopranos. I've seen every episode. Jacob Barrows is on his first watch through, if you can believe that, and we are doing it week to week. We're on episode nine. There will be only spoilers through season one, episode nine.
0: Absolutely. So uh, uh, it's a really, really uh, good episode, I think. Uh, got a weird cunnilingus bit that's <laughs> yes. c- central to the yeah. plot, uh, but it works and it all adds up to me. Uh, what's your take on this episode overall?
1: Yes. Yeah. It's, it, um, I believe this was one of the, uh, when people would talk about the Sopranos, obviously in the early days, it was kind of, uh, one of the weird storylines they would point to because it's, it's, you know, it's kind of brave, I guess, because it's such a silly concept. That you could very easily be pushing yourself over the edge of farce in a way, but it, it works. I feel like it works, and I assume I feel... it's a real thing. Must be based on something real.
0: Wait, what? I mean, like, What's the... b-
1: mafia men being like, thinking that uh... that's like a not manly type thing to do.
0: You know, I never even like flinched when they were saying that. It doesn't really add up to me. But hey, I'm a millennial, I guess. Uh, you know, we're all about that shit. So, <laughs> guess uh, guess we're not not old school enough to you know pleasure a woman. Pfft, no. That wouldn't. Ne- that you, you know, you'd need to sink to a certain level to do something like that. You might be a finucce or whatever they say.
1: Well, I mean, if we look to Cora dot com, someone says in the Sopranos, Corrado Junior Sopranos harassed for having performed cannellinis. Is there such a taboo in real life, and if so, why? And according to uh, John Mixon, the person who answered this question. In my experience, in certain cultures in the United States, this would include African-American and Latino cultures, there's the perception that a man who will perform cunnilingus will also perform fellatio. While this is almost certainly a falsehood, it has managed to propagate itself with each new generation. Given the fact that prison is almost a certainty for most mafia members, there are certain fears and reservations that exist about long-term incarceration. Most mafia members aren't the types to discuss these feelings, and as such, simply dismiss them by creating taboos about certain types of behaviors. In this series, The Sopranos, this is actually addressed by Dr. Melfi, Um, but but, but, uh, that might be something in the future. We won't get into that. But according to uh, John Mixon, this is a thing. (laughs)
0: Well, according to Ask Reddit, why is there such a negative stigma attached to eating girls out? Top comment, you haven't done your job right until you come back looking like a glazed donut. So let's stop asking the internet questions and get into the Sopranos, I guess. Yes, and
1: actually, uh, I mean, we've already kind of touched on stuff from the episode. But let's get into some real-life news first. I mean, this isn't typically something we do on this show because we are discussing a show that's 20 years old. But this Mm -hmm. week... Some big announcements came through. David Chase working on a Sopranos prequel film?
0: Mhm. I mean, uh, my first reaction was this is great. <laughs> For us, (laughs) specifically, (laughs) uh, because if you search Sopranos Podcast, I mean, we've been putting shit out. We're right there. So uh, welcome, everyone. Yes, we will be covering the prequel. I would assume it wouldn't come out until we finish the show. So it's going to be great timing for you boys over at Shows What You Know. Cut to black.
1: It does seem like, I mean, you know, depending on stuff like this, you never know. This could be an announcement. We don't see it for, like, five years. But if this is an announcement where, like, they already have a script, and things maybe are kind of getting in motion. It would almost be like perfect timing. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, we'll see. And, and it, it's decent timing, at least for the announcement, because it does feel like this movie, from what they're saying about it, it's going to be focusing on the same time frame that we just saw in, what was it Downneck? Is that the name of that episode where they had the yeah. flashbacks? Because it does mention the... The Newark, uh, like, race riots and, um, you know, 1960s New Jersey. And, yeah, that we will see Livia Soprano and Junior Soprano. Uh, I assume we'll see a, another young Tony again. Uh, it does seem like they're going to be mining this, the same type of drama there.
0: Yeah, and those we were saying about those scenes, they're great but do they fit into this episode of The Sopranos? Should they perhaps be their own prequel? I mean, is, we we might have almost said that. It would have been great if we actually said, oh, they should have just made a prequel film, but uh, that's not words that would ever leave our lips. So of course we didn't say that. But however, like this is one of those things where, is this the most positive I've ever felt about a prequel? Like, cause <laughs> it, it wouldn't really make sense to do Sopranos in any other way but there's this stuff that's unexplored. I mean, as far as I know, I don't know how many flashbacks you have in the future. But there's this stuff that's unexplored, and it's been a long enough time that no one's going to say, oh, no, we want more of regular Sopranos. No, you want that feel. You want the people, but something a bit earlier maybe. And usually a prequel is more like, what do we do? I don't know. We'll or do whatever.
1: <laughs> yes, I agree. It is it is weird to be excited for a prequel. And I understand if people do have reservations as well, but... I mean, if David Chase is is the one involved, if it was something where, you know, X company that owns rights to Sopranos decides to hire uh, Brett Ratner to make a Sopranos prequel, it's kind of like, oh, all right. But if David Chase is involved, I mean, come on, you got to give him at least the benefit of the doubt. And uh, especially since he's been clearly tuning into uh, Cut to Black, a Sopranos sit down, and gotten all excited and got those creative juices flowing again here in our discussions, Uh, we're here for it.
0: Yeah, it was clearly like, yeah, oh yeah, I am great. I should make uh, more Sopranos. I understand if people have reservations, but the only reservations I have are at the Bada Bing, uh, about circa 1970s. That's where I have reservations to be. Um, but I guess we will have to start in 1999, right?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll go back to uh, let's 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 go back to a cemetery, if you will. Wild dogs are running around a cemetery that AJ Soprano is running around having a lot of fun with, and we see Livia and Junior Soprano at, what, Johnny Boy's uh, grave site, correct?
0: Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. I mean, would be weird if it was someone else, and <laughs> we figure out later that AJ's been dumped on these two, because there's a... Uh, football, I'll, or I guess I'll say it. I'll say fu- soccer. There's a oh, soccer game. Yes, It is in the U.S. I'll accept it. There's a soccer game. Also, I don't give a shit about sports. There's a soccer game, everyone. So uh, AJ's been dumped on these two, I guess. And um, you know, the the thing I got from this scene is that it's great and kind of sad that we're getting to know Junior more as he's kind of being put in a position where something bad is gonna happen, or like we're seeing the truth of what Tony said, that we used to throw catch. We literally saw that, but figuratively, too, he's kind of defending uh, Tony to Livia here, where Livia's the one talking shit about the psychiatry stuff, and uh, Junior says, yeah, I I don't like it any more than you do, but, like, he doesn't really want to, like, he has the classic man approach. Let's just not talk about it. Maybe it'll go away, Um, but the events of this episode... As we know, uh, it leads to him just blabbing it out in the end because he's been pushed to that brink. But he's actually the one keeping his cool here.
1: Yes, yeah, which is kind of interesting for what we know about Junior for the most part leading up to this episode. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, we're now we're getting to kind of see him more in his, uh, I guess, more private moments, given he's with Olivia Soprano, but a little different side than uh, fake boss Junior Soprano. And yeah, you're right. You the, you see, and especially the way this episode plays out, you see this uh, more like kind of father-son type relationship that Tony and Junior have and how complicated it is with the this like they do clearly have respect for each other and do have this love for each other. Um But, you know, they're they're not above sniping at each other and maybe going for the jugular a bit uh, when maybe they should just be like, hey, you know, Uncle June, I love you. you hey, Tony, you know what? I love you. And you are a great athlete. Uh, yeah. As long as they, if that happened, everything would be copacetic.
0: Well, I mean, that's more or less what happened when Tony came in. Like, you know, who should be the boss? You Because that, like, after that, everything's been pretty chill between them. And, like, they've been having conversations about uh, Pax, Soprano and and all these things. And and actually, like, working as a team, even though Tony's the one actually pulling all the strings behind the scenes. And if Junior got wind of that, he would not be pleased. Like, he gets annoyed whenever anyone asks anyone else a question. Clearly, he's the boss. He's the only one who should be making decisions, etc. But uh, things are actually pretty good between them. Um and and uh, yeah, I mean, jump. I don't want. I'm not. Don't want to jump ahead completely. But Tony totally like fucks this up. Uh, like this is all Tony's fault. Uh, when when he can't like be chill. Like he, it's his fault that uh, that this comes out. Uh, like we always talk about how smart he is. And like yeah, put your old lady or not your old lady, but your old old lady in an old folks home. Brilliant idea for the mob. But that and he has brilliant mob ideas. But then he goes and uh, blabs about the cunnilingus. <laughs> And that leads to his uh, psychiatry uh, or psychology sessions coming out. Um, so uh, he makes stupid choices too.
1: Yes, yeah, and I mean, we'll get it. I mean, we know the why. I, I, I want to talk about that a little bit more when we get to it. Um, but yeah, before that, yeah. So we see we see Junior is kind of more the the rational person here, as uh, Livia is yeah talking shit because of course she's taking every she's taking this very personal um i do i just love the idea i still just love the idea that the in the background is aj playing with wild dogs and livy is like those are cemetery dogs don't don't play with them
0: uh, i mean i just assume now that that happens in the u.s in every cemetery is that the case
1: <laughs> not that i'm aware of but uh i i, I assume every every cemetery in new jersey
0: Yeah presumably so moving on to the game uh they are just loving this coach man this guy's the best guy would never want this guy to leave right
1: mm. uh, yeah no way i love how this plays out i mean obviously we're at the point we've seen the episode but i love how the episode plays out where through the first half we just think like oh here we go it's tony overstepping his bounds again and trying to like force like similar to with artie Bucco, how he keeps trying to bring up Like, hey, let's run numbers, let's do this. Uh, We think it's just going to be the mob trying to, you know, they show up at the TV, they keep trying to push him to stay or whatever the fuck, Uh, and then there's, like, a twist to that. Uh, But, yeah, here in the beginning, it's just all smiles and greatness because he's coaching their daughters to, you know, I guess a championship, presumably. They're doing really well, except for one player who seems a little bit off here uh like a little lackadaisical not get their head in the game
0: mm-hmm. and yeah as you said with Artie, he offers to put something on the street at two points split the interest i don't know what that means and i just my training from watching tv says it's drugs but i don't think it's drugs i think it's lending money to people
1: yeah you're right that from even though i don't know fully but yeah the from my understanding it is They'll, they'll put this money on the street, like just loan sharking, basically, and the points are the percentage rates, so that's what you get on th- off the top, and then he'll split it with him so they could both make some money, uh, but not a good idea. I mean, it seems tempting because it's some easy money, but clearly, uh, even if you've been a um, lifelong friend with Tony Soprano, you, Charmaine is right. You don't really want to be in his debt either.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I guess technically, would that mean he's like going around, like who wants a loan? Like, <laughs> what what does this job entail? How is he serving the Sopranos? In well, this?
1: see, the only thing I'm not sure because typically that would mean he would put up some money too. I don't know if Tony's asking him to throw in because oh. it would mostly be they put the money in the street, but no, then Christopher and, and like the 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 dudes would be going to collect. I don't mm. think he would really have to do anything for the most part, right, unless right. unless he means like. Yeah, he uh, Artie would be putting in money, but from the from what they've seen, is Artie doesn't have any money. Uh, yeah. So I'm not fully clear on that end.
0: Okay, well he says no anyway, and we get why. Or he says, I mean, he says it's kindly. Says, you know, I, I'm not good at maths. You know, I can't do these points <laughs> here and there. I better just stick yeah. to this shit job at this uh, restaurant I'm working. Um, and uh, then they're partying it up with the coach at the bada bing. Um, and, you know, he's such a swell guy, won't even go away with a stripper when he's asked. Man, what a... What, integrity is his middle name, I can only assume.
1: Yes, yeah, you know, Tony's... They're making it right here. Everything's on the house. And you're thinking, like, oh, man, free drinks? This is great. But then Tony's like, no, hey, come here. Give him the VIP treatment. And then even Artie's like, guys, we said one drink. <laughs> I love <laughs> I love Artie. <laughs> his whole, like... uh I mean, he's just kind of pathetic, like average Joe, but he still hangs out with these guys on the side, like knowing what they're about. But he's—I don't know. There's—I don't know if it's similar to like the 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 priest, where it's nice to get like a little taste here and there of that life, but still be able to go home to just your regular home. But I, I love Artie's interaction with the these mob men.
0: Yeah, probably. And I mean, it it adds up because. His daughter is also in the match, mm-hmm. but then also he stays long enough that Charmaine has to call and uh, like tell him to get home. So obviously like he likes it too. It's not like, oh, yeah, I, I got to do this thing. Like These are his friends. Uh, sometimes your friends are master criminals.
1: Yeah. And we get to see Officer Home Alone shows up, and uh, he's got some information. Tony's trying to figure out, like, What's going on with these indictments? Uh, is he potentially going to be named? And this guy, even he can't get some of this information because as far as he knows, his name's on a uh, folder somewhere. And it's yeah. it's nice to see how they're treating the coach so well. And uh, Tony's still treating this guy like shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Um, so yeah, I guess that is the point of that. He just comes in. It's kind of to remind us about the indictment stuff going on and, uh, to lead into the next scene well, where Junior is uh, working out of a lawyer's office and all that.
1: Yeah. It, I was just going to say he, the, 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 uh, detective here does mention that Mikey has hired a PI and then we hear later that Mikey, like the PI is following Tony. I don't know if they know that yet. I, I couldn't glean if that was why he was telling him that the PI is on him. Um, or if they just know generally he's hired a private investigator to look into it similar to what Tony's doing but that little right. like seed
0: is at least dropped here as well yeah because that's kind of a big part of the next scene that we're, we're in this lawyer's office um and, I can't, again, there's stuff I can't completely follow where Junior's reading some paper where it's like, I'd be happy to hand over Mr. Soprano. And the lawyer says, no, that's just a thing. And Junior's like, of course, he's like, yeah, that's just what I was going to say. Just testing you. Ha, ha, ha. But I still don't know what they're talking about.
1: Well, from my understanding, what it was, it's kind of like... It's a way for the lawyer to figure out if his, if Junior Soprano is in, uh, part of these indictments. He sent like kind of like a goodwill letter over to the FBI saying, "It's kind of like this fake, like, oh please, I, we, we're hearing about these indictments. If anything with my client yeah. would happen to happen, we would just bring them right over, rather because like he even says, like, would you rather have them just kick your door in in the middle of the night?" So it's it's kind of uh, like one of those like a goodwill thing where then if they do kick his door in, they could be like, why? Oh, my God. I can't believe they would do this. We even sent over this letter saying we would come in happily with no issues. It's just something like that. And they didn't get any information out of it. they were hoping to get something kind of to leak to be like, yeah, we are looking into your guy. But they just said, oh, okay, we'll let you know if it ever comes to it.
0: Yeah. And he says, "Oh, I gotta get out of here." And, and I thought, "Oh, the office. This seems like a cramped office." Then he means, "No, I gotta go to Florida real quick." <laughs> yeah. you know, like you do when you're being uh, indicted and all. Um, and yeah, we get a we get a piss boy scene in the um, in the partners bathroom uh, where Mikey's all worried about Tony. Uh, Mikey's such a sh- piece of shit, he but is. I mean, he's I, he's kind of right. He's not really right, but. But Junior still, again, a second time, is kind of defending uh, Tony, more or less. Yes,
1: yeah. Mikey's just doing his Mikey thing, like, and they purposely cast this. Uh, purposely, they they perfectly cast this fucking character because even the guy just looks like a weaselly, like piece of garbage, and <laughs> yes. like in every scene he's doing something annoying. And then here, yeah, he's talking about Tony how he doesn't trust him and he thinks that that's where the if there's any leak going on, it's coming out of the Soprano crew. Now, I mean, mm-hmm. you would almost... It, this really means nothing, but I'm just saying you would almost think with someone like this who's always trying to put blame on someone else, you would almost think uh, maybe he's up to no good is what mm-hmm. I would say. Um, but yeah, he's pointing Junior towards Tony again. Uh, we got to do something about this guy. And then, yeah, Jun- like you said, Junior is defending him. He's still on Tony's side.
0: Yes. Um uh, leading us into the dramatics of the episode uh wherein there's an after party in the park in the woods and this doesn't matter if it's the u.s or sweden this is an international (laughs) thing you just go sit in among woods among trees drink uh they're drinking out of you know paper the old u.s paper bag and a bottle and that I, i know that's not really a thing here but you know we we get it um And, yeah, they're just hanging out, and they're going to get a cigarette off their friend who's over there slitting her wrist on a park bench.
1: Yes, yeah, Uh, the girl who had kind of, who seemed a little out of it during the game. Now we see she's uh, cutting herself in the woods. And then it kind of goes to Tony talking about it uh, with, with Melfi. And we start to get the, she's asking the questions of, you know, was this a cry for help or was it, uh, you know, a legit attempt at suicide? And yeah. uh, I mean, Tony's kind of like new to that. Uh, he, he's kind of reacting like, what do you mean? Like it's a cry for help? People just try to kill themselves, don't they? And it, it does set up like a hilarious moment of Tony trying to use this knowledge later on uh, in like a not great, not a very delicate, proper manner.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I mean, he does also mention, oh yeah, last week I did call you a whore. Uh, That may have been overstating the case a bit. So not really the greatest of apologies, but there's no ding on the old countdown clock uh, for, you know, uh, storm outs this episode. And there's no ding on the death clock either. I mean, that's a spoiler towards the end of the episode, but we're, we're holding the balance there. It's almost like if he doesn't storm out of the office, he doesn't then go kill someone. <laughs> it's almost like it's related.
1: Yeah, I think, I, I, I think we got to put that study into place because uh, I think you're onto something.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, Junior, we get to see more of his life. Uh, where he goes to a place, and I mean, I again, I keep asking you questions, and it's kind of because I want to get more of the details, but I obviously, like, I get what's happening, kind of, but he goes to this place, and there's a lady that works there, he got her the job, and they use funds from wherever that is to go on a vacation of R&D, research and development, but it's not really, and then there's some guy trying to bribe him, and he's like, yeah, of course, I'll talk to my cousin, and like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, but I get it, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think that's kind of by design. I I think they're just, and it's it's nice they're just like letting the the criminal life happen the way it would, uh, without trying to you know squeeze in some sort of uh, you know exposition on on the hows and whys. But yeah, I think you're right. Like, just I get it. He's they're stealing money from something and using it for their vacation. This guy needs money for something else, and he's gonna you know put it through for whether it be permits or something or other that I'm sure they'll get even more money off the other end. And basically they're fucking everybody over.
0: Yeah. I was trying to read what it says on the wall there. It's like the international brotherhood of something or other. And there's a picture of a truck, uh, something about, and uh, there's like crossed shovels, I don't know who designed this exactly, but it's pretty cool, it's kind of like a medieval arms thing of like, we build shit, and there's a big cement thing, like, it's kind of got this overall feel of, yeah, we get it, and I've, you know, this is the same feeling I get when they talk about, Tony says like, oh yeah, but I want the union job, you know, because I can't be seen to lose face, and, or the seat, or whatever he says, and I don't know what that is, but as you said, it's kind of like, Probably showing more like what crime is because we imagine like, yeah, mobsters, you're only shooting people. But as we've seen in this episode, there's whole weeks where that doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I guess for here uh, in the States, because like you always just hear about, oh, there's this new development happening. Like as far as like a construction development or they're going to go over this land and do this or they're going to redo these highways. And basically what Sopranos is telling us is whenever they announce some big project like that. There's some yeah. some creepy guineas get their fingers dipped in it somewhere and they're skimming money off the top. So whatever is <laughs> spent great. on it, it could have probably been half of what they spent uh, because most of it went to like bullshit like this.
0: Yes. Um, so as previously mentioned, there's the old folks home and all the mobsters are putting their mothers in. Uh, it kind of ties into him stashing guns and money there, I guess. Because uh, all the mobsters are putting their mothers in there's got to be a joke in there somewhere about mob and mom and mm-hmm. and all of that, but but we'll leave it for the for the prequel. Well, um,
1: and it is one of those things. Now, I don't know if it was different. I can't really remember re- how I reacted to the storyline when I originally watched it, but it is one of those things now when they're like, "This is genius." No FBI is going to search a old folks' home, and I'm like, they probably would, <laughs> and especially yeah. when you guys are all there like together. Uh, but I mean, that's my only real nitpick is when they're all there talking and we know the FBI is kind of keeping an eye on some of these dudes. You'd think someone would be like, hey, Larry boy and Jimmy and Tony Soprano all have their moms at this old folks home.
0: Yeah. And they or all they there community? at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe there are visiting hours, but still. Uh, yeah. No, exactly. That's the feeling we had about the guns and stuff. I thought like no one would ever search this place. No, really? Because you go there a lot. Go there all the time. And I and do... That, but I, but uh, sorry, ahead. I was just going to say, I, I also feel that way when they like talk in their own car. I'm like, well, that would be bugs probably, but it doesn't seem to be. Uh, well, and I,
1: I do like uh, when Larry Boy goes to introduce himself to Olivia and she remembers how he... Um, what did he do? He burned down a condo or something? Or he did something weird? Like, it's, I just love her first thing is always some weird tragedy in your life that yeah. she remembers but she's kind of happy about it and all oh, you scared your mother and everyone in the neighborhood is afraid of you
0: yeah and i mean she's got some great lines like he's talking about yeah my mother's not too happy she threw some artichokes at me she better not throw any artichokes <laughs> <Yeah>. at me <laughs> yeah that's right yeah uh good stuff so they see in the newspaper that this coach Like, he was specifically just talking about how it's so great to coach his own daughter and not have to worry about these big jobs that pay so much money. And then he's taking a big job that pays so much money. Um, So they head over there to confront him about it during practice. The lads.
1: Yes, yeah. And, um, uh, well, yeah, because that's that's when Meadow is – like, the guy's like, oh, close practice, and then everyone stops, and he says, like, did I tell you – did I blow a whistle? And Meadows says, like, go fuck yourself or something. Yeah. And then even Silvio's like, uh, hey, you want me to talk to your father about this? Like, clearly things are, uh, things are a bit off now with this coach and his team where everything seemed like it was so great. Maybe he was a little tough, but he was getting them to win, I mean, much like a show like Friday Night Lights that I watch. Uh, currently, and uh, but no, something's off, and everyone seems to think it's because they're sad that the coach is leaving, uh, yeah, which is... or
0: because he worked them so hard that she slid her wrists or something like that, yes. Um, but clearly, that's not the case, uh, and she's mouthing off even more like, and he's like, make it 20, and uh, he's got to run, and, and all that. Finally, we get to the best scene, which is where Junior is in bed with his boo, uh, and they get into, I mean, what's realistic about it is how you can be drawn into a fight where you didn't even know that was happening. Uh, where he does, he's just like, yeah, just don't mention it to anyone. And she just keeps pushing and he keeps pushing. And it's such a nothing thing that becomes a big thing of like, seriously though, swear on your mother's grave. You will not mention the cunnilingus. And she wants to know why that's such a bad thing. And so on.
1: Yes, and it mirrors pretty well a uh, scene later when Tony and Carmilla are talking about it because Tony is laughing and goofing around. It's kind of a nice moment where we see, uh, I'm talking about the later scene, but uh, when Tony and Carmilla are kind of just having fun with each other, but then it turns serious much like this when you know the, the idea of oral sex comes up. And yeah. it's so great, too, because... It's like they're spending twenty grand, and I don't know how purposeful this is, but it looks like they're in kind of a shitty room, it seems, (laughs) and just drinking champagne, and it's kind of cheesy. I mean, I guess there is kind of a comment where he's like, we could get a nicer place, but she's like, no, Corrado, we've been coming here for 17 years, and this is our place. And he's having this sweet moment, and she even comments on how, like, if only you know your guys knew how sweet and nice you were and that's kind of like every guy every guy likes to think like oh my god if my friends only knew
0: uh what a you know what a little cuck i am or whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) and i mean she's even saying like oh you don't even know what a thrill you give and like she's talking dirty almost and he's like keep it to yourself and she's like you got a real instinct for it but he's like that's bad to him so yeah. he's like yeah yeah keep it to yourself and she's like yeah all to myself but it's still <laughs> still <laughs> and she does this thing where she's like keep it to yourself uh, all to myself and she's like, way, way, like waggles around a bit <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i don't i mean i believe all this this all makes sense uh but it is as you said kind of a brave and interesting way to go as far as it's kind of silly but it's actually fuels dram- real dramatic moments and somehow it's also dramatic when someone gets a fucking pie in their face as well uh, oh, they do yeah. a good job
1: yeah and then uh, from here what we go to Tony and Artie at dinner and and Tony's still um, uh, kind of pushing this uh, Shylock deal but Artie's all caught up on the coach She's still thinking about the coach Yeah, and you know there Tony's Tony makes the point of like he should be able to at least stay until Meadow graduates and then Artie's like and then of course four years for my daughter (laughs) so you know just little little requests here and then Tony sees a man in this nice restaurant with wearing a hat and Tony doesn't like this and I guess this is a nice kind of setup for the power Tony has and kind of what what he can do or what you know he can kind of do what he wants he can kind of set the tone for this restaurant he can go up to this guy and just ask him and even if the guy's gonna be a dick he'll just stand there and stare at him and intimidate him to just taking his hat off without really even saying another word
0: yeah and i mean he it's kind of gutsy but then we realize uh, like when the waiter says, thank you, it's like, that would be cool if it was like a moment between two strangers where it's like, oh, yeah, you did. It. Th- thanks for s- solving that. But then it's like, get the license plate off that thing. And we realize, no, of course, they know each other. Like, I don't know if they've been in this restaurant before in, in the show. I don't remember. But-, but it's very clear that, no, he could have, like, grabbed that guy and thrown him out if he wanted to. And the restaurant wasn't going to do shit about it. Um, so yeah, of course he just stood there until he took it off. Although I did wonder, was part of that to get a closer look at the guys at the table? Like, did he really care about the hat?
1: Oh yeah, that's actually a good point. Cause it does already kind of makes a face. Well, I mean, plus cause Artie I think realizes that, you know, uh, you know, the position he's in, but yeah, he does make a weird face when he realizes there's potential police there. And plus they were just yeah. talking about him becoming, uh, becoming like a loan shark basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in that scene. I mean, it's satisfying when he takes the hat off, even if... I mean, you're you're a hat person. You've literally worn one every episode of this show, I believe. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I guess we got different perspectives. can only imagine if our friend Mike Steele was in that restaurant. Uh, oof, would not be a good time.
1: He wears sleeveless. He wears nothing but tank tops.
0: Yep. And, uh, yeah, then we have them coming home to um, Meadow and Alley. I mean them, but not Artie and him, but uh him and Carmilla come home and Artie and I'm mixing up the names here. Allie and Meadow are there watching a music video, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I think it's the same song that is over the end credits. So uh-huh. whoever this band is, they really wanted to push this tune. Yeah, I guess yep. they're just watching music videos, hanging out and um she's still kind of like clearly something's up with this girl and I guess they assume it's something to do with soccer, and that her parents split up, and I guess she's had issues in the past, kind of what Tony mentioned to Melthy when they're in uh, therapy.
0: Yeah, and she uh, is talking about. I mean, she says that she would. She, she's going to do it, and Meadows like I told her she didn't have to. Like clearly, she shouldn't do it. We don't have all the facts yet, but yeah, she says she's going to do it, and we can kind of feel it's not going to lead to anything good. Um, but yeah. It also kind of reinforces this thing that they said earlier of like, yeah, she's at our house more than at home. Cause I don't think this girl's been in the show before. Has she? And uh, we've been in there for eight episodes. And I mean, I kind of felt like that about the soccer too, where it was like, oh yeah, of course we're on the soccer team going for the championship. Where it's like, okay, you are, uh, if you say so. (laughs) Yeah. But that's fine. It's just Um, real
1: life. That's been happening between episodes. It makes the world feel more lived
0: in. Hmm. Good. <laughs> good. That's You're good at selling things. Um, we're down in Florida again, and they're still talking about this shit while dancing around. Um, and she says, Her lips are sealed. I guess that's kind of the, the point of that scene.
1: Yeah. And she has that other lame comment where she's like, I'll just say you're a good kisser. I just won't say where. Because uh, mm, it a is. Keeper. It is funny that, like, he is, like you were mentioning, he's getting more and more serious and she keeps trying to be like flirty about it. Yeah. And but he's like no, uh, shut up. <laughs> but but yeah. also the other side of it is that they've been doing this for 17 years. Um but like now it's becoming a thing, but that's just kind of a nitpick.
0: Yes. And the other thing about this scene is that someone's talking into their sleeve very conspicuously saying that we got an eye on Corrado and blah 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 um and the scene ends with a freeze frame do we need a counter for those two he dips her and then we freeze frame and fade away and that would have made more sense to me if it had a fucking camera shutter sound because clearly they're implying that they're there keeping an eye and if it was like and then you fade that would make sense but it no I don't think there is
1: yeah, it is bizarre because they we are getting that idea that it's just setting up that someone's taking a picture. But even if it didn't do the click but just went to, like, black and white or whatever, because as we know, every FBI picture is black and white from what movies and yep. TVs have taught us, movie and TV shows have taught us. Uh, but, yeah, it's a bizarre choice. And like I said, and this is not the one I mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago where I said there's this notorious weird freeze frame maybe there's oh, yeah. maybe i just misremembered and that every few episodes they have a bizarre freeze frame in the show
0: <laughs> yep yep uh so then we have the coach receiving a nice big screen tv and it's got to be heavy because it's not even flat or anything uh, back in these days and a couple of thugs carrying it with silvio no polly presenting this uh this thing about yeah i don't know nothing about that but the tv stays here and he's like rushing after them and trying to be his coach alpha self in reaction to this, uh, which isn't going so well, uh, we also see his dog. Hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, nice setup with the dog. And it, it, it's there's something great about just seeing someone, uh, you know, fruitlessly arguing with trying not to take take a TV gift. Uh, I mean, I obviously I, I understand why he's doing it. It's similar to Artie because he doesn't want to be in debt. But it's just something fun about someone being angry to be like, "No, you're keeping it." Leave it here. Leave the TV. And it's great that Polly has clearly guys like not in the gang. It's just some like biker dudes that he yeah. was probably like, "Hey, carry this TV for me. I'll give you a hundred bucks or whatever." Or go steal me a TV uh, so I can get to this dude. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's a nice scene, and it's kind of just it's just comical that he's like, "No, hey, take this back. Get over here." And yeah. yeah, they do get a little more information knowing that he has
0: a dog now. Yes, and now to set up. Future action. We are in the nail parlor, and <laughs> this uh, this uh, lady painting her, uh, her nails. I don't remember the name of the name of uh, Junior's lady, but, oh, Bobby. but she, Bobby. Yeah, she talks about like oh, I wish, wish my guy would go down on me all the time, like you've said in the past that Junior does. And she's actually, I mean, this is what makes it tragic. She says, "Let's not talk about that shit." She's actually doing it, though. She did the joking around and stuff. She's doing it and still gets a pie in the face for it later.
1: <laughs> yes, because then we go to dinner time where Carmela now is the fucking jokester. And, uh, you know, th- Uncle Junior, unbeknownst to him himself, is setting her up for some great zingers, you know, yeah. uh, going down south. Like, uh, I don't like, get to go down south too much or something. She's like, that's not what I heard. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> And Tony's, like, she's ha- just having fun by herself, Carmella, which is great because <laughs> uh, no one knows about this stuff. Um, and I believe Meadow storms off because, yeah, Tony's talking. Oh, yeah, no, she he, she quit. That's it, right? She quit the football team. Yes. Uh, soccer, yeah, the sorry. soccer team. Mm. And yeah, this is where I think Tony
1: brings up, like, he calls it, like, a suicidal gesture, but he says yeah. it in such a weird way, like, a weird – you know, uh, not sophisticated way where everyone's kind of like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> well, he
0: says it wasn't like Cobain; it was just a little suicidal gesture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he kind of makes the gesture as he's doing it, like it's a physical gesture almost that he's implying. <laughs> and she storms off, understandably.
1: And then, yeah, this is where we have that moment. And then we go to Carmen, Tony, like getting ready for bed, and they they the, it's it's like a very playful scene. Tony's joking around and making like kind of lewd comments about like, oh, Uncle June, um, fuck, I can't remember his jokes, but she's cracking up, he's cracking up. But then uh, she Carmilla makes the comment like, oh, like you don't do it and your friends don't do it. And that's when Tony gets serious. Like, hey, that's not something we talk about. Uh, very much like what we saw Junior doing with his uh, boo Bobby down in Boca. Yeah.
0: yeah, and she says once a year, you know, I, I think I'll be able to <laughs> keep that one to myself, Tony. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's kind of, as you said, it's a sweet moment. And then of course it's like, no, but seriously though, it's not <laughs> showing that Junior's not wrong. I mean, yeah, he's wrong, but he's not that wrong. He is the boss. <laughs> and it's just showing such a,
1: it is such a weird, I don't want to say it's, this isn't really like patriarchy. Cause I, it's not a common thing I've ever run into. And so like seeing this show and I guess looking on dot com. But it's just a nice... It, it is a reminder of this weird masculinity of, like... They do all kind of know that they all go down on... At least they're gumas, if not their wives, right? <laughs> You're right. But then there's just this weird, you know, image you have to keep up amongst your crew and amongst your friends or what have you. So, it, yeah. Like I said, it is it is such a, it's a... Br- I think it's a brave storyline to throw out because it could so easily be ridiculous uh but it works the way they do it it works
0: yes um so then we have Artie uh, doing some washing up arguing with his wife about the tv and how they tried bribing this man and i honestly i mean it feels like Artie's taking one side here and like but then her comments kind of sit with him like he does because he's talking about in this episode how he wants to go and kill the guy himself but he gets to act as Tony's conscience in, I mean, we had the clip from the beginning of the ending and and, uh, and and everything, and those are obviously the most dramatic scenes in the episode, like him going, is that after this? Or yeah, no, there's the dog and some other stuff in between, yeah. obviously. Um, but yeah, he, he, at this point, he's like, nah, you're crazy. But then later, uh, he's, you know, being more of the reasonable guy. I guess they don't know about the uh, abuse yet, though.
1: Yes, yeah. I do like how this plays out, and I like how even in, in the beginning when Charmaine's like, you know, your idiot friends went down, down there and tried to bribe the coach with a TV. And it's great because at first it sounds like Artie agrees with her because he says something like, uh, what a bunch of idiots. But then he's like, he's not going to stay just for a TV. Like, <laughs> like it's kind of yeah. – he he's on board with the plan. He just doesn't like the methods they're doing uh, to go about it. And, yeah, it's a nice segue because it's like she says, you know, oh, you think that's where it's going to stop? And then we cut to, you know, a knock on the door, and there's Christopher. And he's like, hey, I found your dog. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's just hilarious in how obvious and on the nose they're being, but it's <laughs> yeah. what you have to do when you're threatening someone. And yeah. I love how Chris is playing it where he's like, uh, what, no reward? Ah, I'm just kidding. I love animals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a great moment. Um, and, I mean, that does get us to the next scene where in the morning, Tony's pouring his coffee and he's all self-satisfied. I think he'll be sticking around <laughs> just a little bit longer. And Meadow <laughs> storms off, and I would say, hmm, maybe we need a Meadow storm off-counter, but she is a teens. Uh, so we got we to gotta excuse that behavior. That's normal teen behavior, and they should not be counted uh, and put against well, Tony in a sort of versus thing that would probably be pretty interesting.
1: It's not a bad idea, though, because given, yeah, she is a teen, so she is going to have a flair for the melodrama, but maybe it is like she's picking that up from her dad and then her dad's mm. still doing the storm out. So it's not a bad idea.
0: Hmm. AJ might storm out, but he would just go and try to swat a fly. So, you know, it's (laughs) not as dramatic. Um, But she's there on her bed all sad and spills the bean or the beans on what's been going on. It's it's great because Tony's like almost having a mental breakdown here trying to handle this information. And it's just great seeing it go in and him like starting to try to like explain it away like maybe. And then cutting himself off and like. What? <laughs> yeah.
1: The the way he plays it is so perfect because, I mean, obviously, it's uh, like a serious, awful thing to happen in general. But I don't know. The way he plays it to me makes it even more heartbreaking because he can't believe it. And, yeah, you're yeah. right. It is almost like maybe she was confused. Like the way he's saying he's trying to make some sort of rationale behind it. But just the way Gandolfini plays, like how flabbergasted and like speechless he is about it, uh, like I, I, I love how it all plays out, and um, it would be yeah, kind of like this. It, it's it's almost a weird play on uh, a lot of these shows, like uh, like teen girl shows or whatever. They'll have the storyline of the girl and the hunky teacher, and they have an affair or whatever. But now yep. this is kind of like the reality of how gross it is.
0: <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. Um Meadow plays this scene well, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, Tony tries to like, oh, maybe she's trying to seem sophisticated <laughs> or something. And uh, yeah, and Carmilla as well points out that shouldn't even have been possible. And all these ideas kind of bubble up in Tony's mind. He can't handle it. And he says, I'm losing my mind. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, he does storm out, though. That's hmm. true. I mean, Carmilla but does
1: ask him to leave, but, yeah, he does storm. He he kind of tries to make it into a storm out.
0: But we only count therapy storm outs, right? Because otherwise every scene would be like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> only therapy or uh, we can count other ones for Meadow.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, so, yes, then we have a meeting. Uh, oh, yeah. No, yeah, Artie does come into to the Bada Bing backroom and asks if he's out of his mind with kidnapping the coach's dog, because he's heard about that, and he wants to draw a line. But then when he finds out about the real shit going on, he's so angry and upset. This is where we see the interesting turn in him, because he wants to do something, but he's so, you know... He's a guy who's just a guy. Well he's not gonna do something about it. but then these friends he hangs out with at the bottom being, no no, we're gonna do something about it. And he obviously really wants to be like that, but then also has the pull of regular society of you can't just do that. But obviously in this first scene, um, he's very you know happy that something bads gonna happen to this guy.
1: yeah, yeah and and it's because he even shows up they're kind of planning it uh, yeah. when he shows up. And yeah, he shows up and he's pissed off about the, the dog and the TV. And then Silvio said like, Silvio's like, oh, you know what your fucking hero coach like Silvio (laughs) is annoyed that Artie loves the coach when like a minute ago, uh, Silvio also loved the coach. And he's like, you know, he fucked little Allie, uh, whatever. And then, you know, and then Artie does that thing. Like, I've seen this in other movies and TV shows. I've never seen someone do it in real life where they're, like, fucked, and they put their fist forward. <laughs> like, like, that means, like, <laughs> really fucked? <laughs> He's like, what? You mean, like, fucked? And, yeah, the, the the harsh reality of it comes to light. And this isn't really a spoiler, but because not only with Artie, but, like, we, the audience... Are kind of thinking like, yeah, Tony, fucking kill this guy, at least a certain Mm -hmm. percentage. And this isn't the first, this isn't the last time, obviously, that a show like this could maybe play with the audience expectations of Tony can serve as this like bear of justice where he could step in and just murder someone who we feel is like uh, like the villain. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Uh, Good. I mean, that's a huge part of the appeal of watching criminals. You get to do stuff that we want to do but can't because it's illegal and probably wrong. Mm, Absolutely. Um. So then there's golf. (laughs) Yeah, and there's golf.
1: And this is where they, because at first when it cuts there, I'm almost thinking like, "Whoa, we're back at Green Grove," and I'm like, "Oh wait, no, golf carts." And they, this is where Junior and Mikey, you're talking about the private investigator. Yeah. and yeah Mikey says like every week he goes to the medical center but they do, they don't they're not clear on what's going on there but maybe that's a meeting spot he's thinking for as Tony's some sort of informant or what he's trying to set up and Junior's yeah. still on uh Tony's side here
0: yeah i mean i guess he's already decided what to think but it would almost make more sense if he like, he would assume it's a medical center, so maybe he would assume that he's, like, sick or something, and and then he'd pitch it as, like, oh, yeah, he's going to the feds to get expensive treatment, or I don't know. But, yeah, he just assumes, yeah, of course they set up the meeting there because he's so eager to pin something to Tony. Um, and also, I mean, it's... It's, it's been, I've been getting used to it over these past episodes, scenes of Tony and Junior and like people just hanging out because it seemed at the start of the season, like, no, these are different camps. We only like, because Junior even brought them to, to the big boss. Uh, when when there was a dispute, you know? They couldn't settle this like family. And now they've been acting more like family. It, like, it was a shock to me the first time I saw them all at a dinner table with Livia there, with Junior there. Yeah. And now they're even going golfing together. Um, probably they should have stayed away from each other because they are able to like each other more when they don't have to look at each other and make cracks uh, about stuff. Yes,
1: yeah, because it leads to their golfing, and then Silvio still you know, fired up about uh, the coach. And I forget if he makes the comment here or if he made it in the previous uh, scene where he's like, my little girl has to think about this shit. Um, And then Tony's like, oh, it's a nice day. It's a nice golf course. Let's kind of set this stuff aside. But then things kind of come to a head as Tony's just kind of talking because clearly Tony doesn't respect Mikey as he shouldn't. Uh, but it it, it annoys junior a bit where junior makes a crack about Tony missing a fly ball or something in, you know, you can assume whether it was like a high school game or could even have been like an elementary school game. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, but I love it because it all ties back into Tony says, I believe in the first episode, you know, my uncle, he told me that I never had the makings of a varsity athlete and that really hurt me. So it is this hot button that he has, and Junior must kind of know it, because Junior's always bringing up how... Didn't he bring up how he taught him how to w- uh, body board or something like that, or a or, or waveboard or something? Maybe. I um, think in this episode, he brings something up weird like that, like, take him to the beach, and I taught him how to waveboard, or he's always... Yeah. Of course, he's always talking about playing catch, and then he hits this hot button of Tony missing a fly ball, which, it's so funny, but makes sense, because with family... You have those family members where there's a certain thing you know that's just mm-hmm. going to get them. And now it just Tony go Tony can't just keep that in. He has to start dropping some innuendo about being in the muff and uh, eating sushi. And Junior's reacting like he did at the dinner table. Where he's like, "What is up with this guy? What's going what is he talking about?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's great the way the camera hangs on Tony after Junior drops that bomb because you really get to see it on his face. He gets to do some real good acting over here, uh, where it's, like, stinging, and he's like, what am I going to do to this motherfucker? What am I going to (laughs) do? And then he decides how to to retaliate, and, yeah, as you said, he brings up all that stuff. But, I mean, to be fair, Carmilla, not known as a comic genius, but she's pretty good at being subtle and humorous. Like, her jabs are funnier because... Uh, or, like, when, when he's talking about going down south, and she, uh, and she's like, yeah, that's not what I heard. That actually works. Tony's jokes are shit. He's like, oh, yeah, you love muff, don't you? I mean, the rough. Like, come on, Tony. You got no... And he's, like, swinging his... He's, like, singing something and holding the bat, and he's just basically just saying it.
1: Yeah, he's singing, like, south of the border. Mm. Something about south of the border. But he's even changing lyrics to make him, like, more on the nose. He's really just kind of piling on. And it's great because it also shows that um, this thing they have where it's supposed to be a sign of weakness, Tony didn't really give a shit. uh, And he just understood like, oh, Uncle Junior goes down on his chick. So do I sometimes. But then when he was hurt by something, now he wants to bring it up and act like it's something that matters. Uh, And, yeah, it's really setting things in. It's it's great because in this mob show – it isn't you know killing uh, what's his name, Brendan Fallone or uh, you know killing a truck innocent truck driver or any of these other yeah. things. <laughs> it's making cracks about him going down on someone or rubbing it in Tony's face that he missed a fly, a big fly ball in a baseball game X amount of years ago.
0: yeah and um yeah, they're, they're they're really less important, these humans, that are being murdered than just if you're rude to your friends, which I guess makes sense to a certain degree, because that's business, and this is personal. Um, We have Artie taking out his aggression on his uh, homegrown tomatoes or whatever he's grown. Uh, I can't say. I, I see, but he's spraying away bugs like they're coaches, like they're all little football coaches running around. And he says, you know... um. He he fucking he's so upset. He's yelling, "Fuck the world!" and, uh, he just wishes he had the balls to do something himself. And, uh, you know, uh, his wife says, "No, you do have balls. That's why you're not like him." But, yeah, he's he's not happy at this moment. And then he does a complete turn when he goes to Tony, which is you know great character.
1: Yes, yeah, he's he's being so obvious that he's like upset because you're right. He's just like yelling and being fucking outrageous, like he. He is. He does want someone to come and talk to him about this. And yeah, Charmaine, Charmaine's bringing up how like the the family's up in arms. Like, so I mean, word is kind of getting out. Like, people are all aware of what's happening. Um, but nothing's happened yet as far as in a legal sense, which is kind of interesting. It's almost like everyone's waiting to see if the mob boss they all know maybe handles this for them uh but yeah and then Charmaine makes some good points about like who are you to choose or like it's not up to you and like who's it going to make feel better and we get a little bit more of that when Tony and Melfi talk about it in therapy and Melfi's kind of making a lot of the same points uh and she even has to bring up like you know if you're telling me something's going to happen I have to alert the authorities uh but before we get to that we we do have what um uh, Mikey and Junior in the locker room talking yep. about Tony. And Junior's Junior's pissed because he knows what Tony was getting at. And he's now got like quite a different point of view on Tony than we've seen through this whole episode.
0: Yes. And uh, as we said at the start, Junior's been kind of a voice of reason, but he is being put in this uncomfortable situation of his own creation in a way. Um, and... Yeah, he he blabs at this point. He was the one almost telling Livy at the start to kind of keep it down about the therapy and whatnot. And he didn't tell Mikey even when he came. Oh, He goes to the medical center all the time. And he's like, oh, would you stop with the worrying or whatever? And uh, now he just tells him. And I don't know, Mikey, like who he knows, but um, it feels like everyone's going to know next episode uh, because of Mikey being... (laughs) the worst I just assume like I haven't even seen him spread any rumors but it feels like no of course of course he would um but actually he's the one who's kind of intimidated in the uh at the end when when he says you know you're talking about clipping him and he's kind of like brought down that's the first time we've seen him totally like calm and like almost in awe and junior just says no one would slap my wrist if I did
1: Mm, yeah it is interesting because even even before that he kind of Defends him in a way, maybe not on purpose, but he brings up uh, patient uh, doctor confidentiality, you know, and he kind of parallels that to them being in the lawyer's office and talking because he's like, oh, wait, but maybe not because patient doctor confidentiality. And it is interesting to see his reaction to, yeah, the idea of clipping Tony because he's had it out for him, but I guess maybe that was never his thought that they would kill him. Maybe just be like an annoying thorn in his side and take stuff away from his crew or maybe take off people in his crew. Who knows? Uh, But yeah, we get to an interesting place where kind of the roles have reversed uh, and Junior might be out for some blood here.
0: Yes, and in the in the therapy session, which is rather brief, we we do get uh, some great topical humor when she says that uh, they've gotten better at dealing with sexual predators and Tony <laughs> says, "Yeah, let's impeach him." Now he's showing his comedic chops. Yes.
1: He's dropping he 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 should be out in the open mics right now dropping some topical shit.
0: Yes. Um but yes, Melfi, I mean it's kind of a short scene as we said, but um uh, he, he, she says, like, why do you feel like it falls on you? And he says, well, you know, we could put him away for two years and then be off doing the same thing. And I didn't even get it clear in my mind that it would be an option to go to the authorities. Uh, I mean, I uh, everyone's acting like, yeah, no, of course, you could just go to the authorities. But no one's agreed to be a witness yet or guess or whatever or does it does tony want to get involved in a legal thing at all or get his family involved or anyone connected to it um those are probably factors but but when that was i i assume that would be like oh yeah it's either we kill him or he gets off scot-free and uh if there's another option that makes it a bit more uh easy to pick
1: yeah yeah and um Yeah, because we never see, like, I mean, obviously, it's all very focused on what Tony and the dads think about it. Uh, There's not much about if, like, yeah, they go to authorities. Is this girl going to, you know, uh, talk or the parents, like, or or is it up to the parents of that girl? Who knows? But, yeah, it's still there. It is interesting. Yeah, it's kind of something you forget about where it's like, no, either he goes free or Tony kills him.
0: Yes, And then Artie goes to Tony and tells him that it's just going to make you feel better. We're not doing this... Like, I want to kill him too, but I wouldn't actually help anyone except myself and you and Silvio. We'd be the ones feeling better. And um, Tony... I mean... It's kind of a repeating thing, and I guess it's totally natural that when we're first faced with something that's probably true, Uh, we go against it completely because we're defending our point of view. Artie does the same thing to his wife, but then he goes and says the other thing to Tony, and Tony is so mad that he throws his, like, probably his, uh, one of his closest friends, and one of the friends he would never, like, throw out of anything, like, he's always you know, he's got the soft gloves on when it comes to Artie because he's out of the business and everything. But he actually yells at him and throws him out and everything. But then after that, he goes the other way as well.
1: And he and he actually is, is being really bold with what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, even earlier in the scene, it was a little, uh, like, somewhat out of character. Well, not in this scene, but earlier in the episode when he says to Tony, like, uh, when he says to Artie, Tony says to Artie, um, you know, uh, you ain't going to have to worry about him doing this again. We'll make sure of it. And, you know, kind of no no real uh, sense here just saying he's going to kill him. But then in this scene, he even says, like, your boyfriend is done or something like that. Like, he's kind of blatantly saying, we're going to yeah. kill this guy, which is even more. You're right. I think it's because he's uh, kind of going against. Artie's point and trying to defend his own, that he's going to be so bold to even outright say what's going to happen, especially in this time with indictments and, you know, scary things could be happening to his mob family. But to, you know, to hold this point, he's even going to say what he's doing. And yeah, he throws him out, tosses him on his ass. Uh, But then we kind of see that he is at a crossroads here where he's maybe second guessing his initial thought.
0: I guess it's a, I mean, that's something that's real uh, for I think most people when we're confronted with something that we don't want to change about ourselves, like no one's like, yeah, I'll just do that. (laughs) Like I'll just change what I do, like my own way of thinking that I've done forever. The natural thing that I would naturally do, I'll just do the opposite. No, we, we react against that and then it sits with us and we think about it and wonder what is the right thing who am I really? am I the sort of person who would not do this? Am I the sort of person who has to do this? Why am I doing this etc? Yeah um, and in between we have the scene with uh, junior and his boo dramatically um, he I guess it's not a pie it, what what is it what is, what does she get? I think this? it is I
1: mean. a pie it's like uh is it like a meringue pie or something like that? I think it might be. Hmm.
0: Yeah, okay, good. Um, so he storms in and stands there very dramatically in a kind of Breaking Bad reminiscent way because the camera's moving a little bit, and any time the camera's just moving a little bit, it feels like it's Breaking Bad, and it's a wide shot, So uh, and it's a dimly lit office. It, uh, yeah, it could be Breaking Bad. Um, but obviously it's the other way around because this came first, and it's an inspiration to everyone. But they use handheld here because it's he's standing still, but the scene is ready to explode into action when he rushes forward. And, mm-hmm. like, threatens her and yells, why didn't you keep your damn mouth shut? He doesn't want to do this. Like, that's the thing we see, obviously, when he comes out of the office and, like, we see how crushed he really is. He destroyed this. Like, he he was so angry, he destroyed this, but he can't go back on it. She did blab in his mind. <sighs> uh, but she's, he still doesn't hit her, though. Just smashes the pie. Yes. And, as I said, it's somehow not comedic at all
1: yes yeah and it, it, it's kind of because it plays with i guess our expectations because he does say earlier in the episode like if this gets out we're going 10 rounds which yeah. is such a flippant way to say like i'm gonna beat the shit out of you and yeah. uh and that's kind of what we expect because he does kind of go in on her at first and almost like hits like the filing cabinet or something like behind her or next to her head and yeah, it tells us a lot uh, between what he actually does and his reaction when he leaves. Because, yeah, he just ends up taking this pie, shoving it in her face, and she has to still kind of emote and react like, no, Corrado, don't leave. And, yeah, talking about it is goofy, and it's a little goofy in the scene, but it still plays really well. And we do it does tell us that Junior cares about this. And we, from what we know, they've been... They've been together for like 15 plus years going to Boca and having a nice time. And, you know, he really cares about this lady, but she talked about how he goes down on her. So he he has to sever these ties.
0: Yeah. And it's all Tony's fault, really, because she didn't even blabber or anything, but it was too late. Uh, uh, And he yells, you stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt. Ah, uh, so that's part of what makes it not funny because there's no joke in there. Mm-hmm. There's like, and she's crying and she doesn't understand. And yeah, she fi- he fires him. To, he fires her too, just you know for good measure because he got her the job. So no job for you anymore. Get your pencils out of here.
1: <laughs> your pencils. Get your pencils and your shit and get the fuck yeah. out of here. It, it is but, funny because yeah. it is played like a romantic com- uh, comedy type scene when he walks out and you know he is having this like heartbroken moment and we could see it all in his face and his reaction um but you know he's his mob boss that just pushed a pie in a girl's face
0: yeah and speaking about walking away from things um tony makes the call to silvio and says don't just walk away don't do it uh leading to the arrest which we see on tv and then the final scene where Tony's taken pills and been drinking, and he's staggering around and singing to himself. Uh, it's a good, good little piece, and it's capped off great with his thing of "I didn't hurt nobody."
1: Yeah, it's one of those. It, it, it's, uh, it's why I used it the opening because it's one of when I think about the Sopranos, it is one of the scene, one of the first scenes I think about because yeah. it's really well done, and of course, it just it says a lot about. Uh, The show and the character and how this choice of not killing someone kind of like kills him a little bit inside, even though it's like the right choice, like doing the right thing. It's really hard. And I just love how it's played out. And it's kind of played out from Meadow's point of view for the most part as she's like watching on from upstairs. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I just think it's really good stuff. And yeah, I didn't hurt nobody. And we all like. I assume Carmilla knows what he's talking about in a way, and here we are, end of the, uh, cut to black.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, uh, so does Meadow, and she's watching the whole thing from a balcony, which makes it feel like a theater-type thing, where it's, you know, these wide shots of (laughs) everything happening from her point of view, which is a great choice, I think, because she's also been the one struggling against, like, she doesn't want anything bad to happen to the guy but she's so frustrated and upset and her stormings outs are totally justified in this episode as well and she gets to see this development in her father as well and at the end carmilla even looks up and it's not like oh shit you saw this it's like here we are She just looks up at i assume meadows still there like and they see each other but yeah and it's uh fade to black actually fade to black (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) uh so yeah good 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 episode um yeah and it's it's uh it shows it's a, how good sopranos is at seemingly um unrelated things, but kind of bringing the main plot to a head in 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 a interesting way um yeah. because yeah, I mean most of the episode it's just goofing around uh junior going to uh Boca and Tony, you know, dealing with uh, his uh, pedophile soccer coach, but it really has pushed things forward as far as what's going on with Tony and his mob family and what have you. So as we're streaming towards the end of season one.
0: Yeah. And as far as what's going to happen, I think I mentioned my theory of like you bring something up in one episode and then you let it sit and then it comes back in the next one. Um, and, uh, you know, they brought up the indictments a bunch. If people don't get indicted next, uh, episode, I don't know, I'll, I'll eat something. I don't, won't eat my hat. I don't really wear hats, not even in restaurants or anything, but, um, I'll eat something, because I feel like it's about time someone gets indicted already.
1: Yeah, we're almost there. We could, we could be almost there, I should say.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, I look forward to it. And until then, uh, please do remember that you can catch our discussions live on Sundays. Uh, It's around noon uh, American time. We'll say that for now. We haven't nailed down an exact time, what with. Uh, you know daylight savings and all sorts of mysterious things but it's, it's around noon if you're in the u.s or around nine in the evening if you're in sweden if you're anywhere else in the world you're gonna have to figure it out or follow shows what you know on twitter that's you with the letter u what else is there you can do jim
1: oh my god you can go to jim to find some more content from me myself Uh, podcast, music, comedy sketches. You can also go to Mm -hmm. awesomepedia.org to find more from Jacob, some podcasts, music, comics, comedy sketches, all kinds of great stuff.
0: (laughs) All kinds of great stuff. And you could dip in and leave a review on the Cut to Black podcast feed, which we very much appreciate. We are going to migrate over um, at some point and... Maybe not put all of these in our main Shows What You Know feed. So if you're on there, please make sure you find the Cut to Black feed and leave a review while you do. Uh, If you're following uh, on the Cut to Black feed already, you could check out ShowsWhatYouKnow.com where we have all our other discussions. Got some other ones coming up like uh, Vice Principles, Everything Sucks, uh, and of course, big shows like Westworld coming very soon. So lots to look forward to. And until then, I just have one thing to say. What's that? Cut to black.